0: Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is November 18th, and this is episode 126. Today I am joined by my good friend Jay and Pio. Welcome, guys.
1: Hey, what's up, buddy? Appreciate you having me
0: so we really don't have a whole ton of heck of stuff to talk about today. Obviously, the prices of things have been just continuously consolidating for the last week and a half. Everything after the FTX dump day has been <laughs> just essentially at a stalemate in price action. You, know, people are continuously unsure about what's going to happen next, what's going to come next is. Is the interest rate going to continue to peak and or continue to rise? And it's just something that we're going to try and debate today and talk about and see what's going to happen in the future. So as always, we're going to start by looking up at our charts, starting up here on our weekly. We don't have a ton of stuff to talk about since we really haven't changed anything since Wednesday. I'm still looking at a potential red dot closing as of Sunday for ETH. Bitcoin has already closed uh, and confirmed said red dot we still don't have triple confirmation on said weekly of btc or eth as of yet it could come as early as next week's close unless of course we have some sort of dramatic move lower over the next two days so Really, again, nothing really has changed on these weeklies. They're still looking down in a very aggressive fashion. If they were to triple confirm down at this point, obviously much lower than the previous TC up, and that would invalidate the triple confirmation we had to the upside in a very aggressive fashion. Um, But as of right now, as we stated on Wednesday as well, the money flows are continually going sideways, saying that really there's not really a ton of volume. since. Uh, since the FTX dump, and obviously not a lot of volume coming in for the buyers either. So that being said, not a ton of information that's new for us here. We'll have to wait until Monday to see if anything has changed. And moving into our midweek, three days, one day to three day, really not giving us any clues either. Um, Everything's about the same. Money flow, maybe a little bit more aggressively pointed down rather than our weekly, but at the same time, the wolf pack is actually curvaturing itself back up, potentially telling us that obviously there is clear bullish divergence, at least on BTC. On ETH, it is not as obvious. We can clearly see a bit here going back into September 25th, into now potentially if we were to TC ourselves back up in the three-day. This of course would have to be within not triple confirming ourselves down on the weekly. If we if we don't TC on Sunday and we start to see the daily and the three days start to turn back up and they triple confirm back to the upside before the weekly can TC down, we may have a chance to pull ourselves out of this of this weekly TC down. So just some food for thought. Again, nothing too, too much to look at here. Moving down into our dailies, pretty much just a bit of a better idea of what's going on in there showing up a little bit more. Really, I mean, we're starting to pinch off. We potentially could see another green dot on ETH, but the money flow is just dipping back into the red. Bitcoin money flow continuing to dive into the red as well, but we do have a confirmed green dot. Really, again, just, it just signs of consolidation. There's not any clear sign that we're turning around. There's not any clear sign that we're just going to fall off a cliff. It is just going to sit here until something in the back end happens whether that be a bunch of volume comes in, buys, whales, that type of shenanigans, or, you know, we continue to see exchanges and projects turning off and you know, going under, or et cetera, et cetera. Something I did want to talk about today was the whole Genesis debacle. And really, I mean, you know, clearly like an over-the-counter exchange, Right. They wouldn't be having issues right now if so many people had not gone and done bank runs to these projects. Like, I don't believe that Genesis would have had any issues at all if people had not reacted the way that they did. Obviously, I understand why they reacted in that sense, but, you know, you're basically shooting yourself in the foot and then blaming others why you got shot, is the way I'm looking at it. So... I don't know if that's going to be a permanent thing. I honestly think that they've just halted withdrawals for now until things stabilize themselves out and people feel a little bit more certain about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin in general again, which could, you know, it could take a couple weeks, it could take a couple months, it could take longer. It's just a matter of time, essentially, before people find that comfortability again in the crypto space. And start to relax about this whole thing that's happened. Obviously, there's been a lot more news coming out with FTX. I don't want to dive too deep into it because, obviously, you guys, anyone around the internet the last week has been bombarded with (laughs) Sam Friedman news and FTX news and all the shenanigans that's coming out now. Take it with a grain of salt or take it how you will, but definitely some sketchy, being some sketchy happenings going on in the background with that company and everything relating to it. You know, I'm not saying it's a good thing, it was a terrible thing. People lost money. It's 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 a terrible thing regardless. But I think that we've seen worse types of uh of issues come out in the space. I think we can absolutely work ourselves through this and by this time next year no one will even remember what occurred here if everything continues to work itself out. Okay. So going into a bit more of the shorter midterm and the short terms, uh, six hours obviously still TC down, eight hours still TC down. Yep. No, actually, no, there is, there is some, there is some uh, muck amiss because Bitcoin is still actually TC up, ETH is still TC down. Again, just every time frame right now, complete uncertainty. We continue to... Flip, 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 flip. We're actually TC'd up on both our four hours, bouncing along the 618 level, continuing to range within our market structure, and nothing's really changed in the last couple days. Unfortunate for us, because can't really get a good idea of what's going to happen here. Nothing's changed with our positions that we're in. Starting entries as wise. If you're still in shorts, you probably still should be in shorts. As far as daily goes, still being... TC down, and I'd be waiting for some sort of actual reaction and answer to what's going to happen here in this consolidation. But really, I mean, we're not getting any good, clear signs in the short terms, in the mid terms, of what's going to happen here. There's definitely possibility for short term, hourly to four hour bullish divergence in the shorter term, if we can push above the seventeen thousand dollar region for ETH. That's about twelve sixty and then potentially above 1,300. If we can beat out those short-term resistance levels, we have a much better chance of popping ourselves back into the previous levels that we talked about, which would be 18,000, 18,500. ETH closer towards maybe 1,350, or even as high as 1,450 for the 3-2 stretch.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. Jay, would you like to interject, my friend? Do you have anything you want to add? Any information? I know... You're probably a little bit leaning more to the bearish side. (laughs) Surprise, surprise.
1: Me? Bearish? (laughs) Just a couple things I really want to point out uh, that I've been paying attention to. and I've been doing not really a lot of backtesting, but just comparisons. And I know during this last bull run, there was creation of a lot more stable coins. (laughs) Luna, (laughs) Uh, UST and all that, right? But there's also a lot of other ones but in the end usdt tether still is dominant and if you were to take the i've been following this extensively really throughout this bear market and usdt dominance if you were to look at tether dominance and you'll notice pretty much any time bitcoin was rallying tether dominance was decreasing i mean it makes sense right people are putting their tether into bitcoin when Bitcoin is coming down, Tether dominance is increasing because they're changing their Bitcoin into Tether. makes a lot of sense. I've been finding it pretty effective, like a more effective Dixie. Like a lot of people think the value of the dollar, like the Dixie, has been like the best correlation to Bitcoin. Uh, And in a lot of ways, it has made a lot of sense. It doesn't always, but in a lot of ways it has, sure. But if you were to just take the USDT Tether dominance chart... And just look at that and see that it it pretty much always does the inverse of Bitcoin. And right now, um, when you look at USDT dominance, we're going to triple confirm up on the weekly in about two days here. And we just confirmed another higher low as well. Now, we've been bullish on tether dominance all the way since Bitcoin hit 69,000. If you look at that chart all the way back in November you can see we hit a low there and since then we've just been bullish now what i'm kind of wondering here is when is this bullish trend of tether dominance going to end um it's uh i know there's a lot of other stable coins out there that's why i mention it like usdc is a big one now you know uh but it's still the the chart still is working it still makes a lot of sense there's still a lot of correlation here so that's giving me that bias, and that, that, that's been kind of like, I don't know if you can call it a secret. I know a lot of people don't really look at the chart, um, USDT dominance, but I have been for quite a while. And it's been giving me this bearish bias uh, pretty much this whole time, you know, besides obvious Bitcoin price action to the downside. So just a couple things, really, just, you know, the fact that we are going to triple confirm up on the weekly on USDT dominance. Just like Bitcoin the other way around, right? Uh, the monthly is looking to re-triple confirm up. Uh, there's 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 quite a few things going on with it that is giving me, you know, thoughts that we could be, you know, continuing up here. Um, and we're retesting previous highs we just did at like was it nine point three seven percent? We did that back in June when we fell down to seventeen and a half thousand. Well, we just hit that exact same point again on this most recent low, which is pretty interesting to me. And I'm kind of wondering if we're going to break over that or not. If we do, all that's telling me is more than likely Bitcoin is coming down further, as well as altcoins and everything. But looking at that chart there, what are your thoughts, Potato? What what do you think about this? Do you think it's looking toppy or do you think it has more fuel for the fire?
0: Well, what I would say is that the current structure of the weekly, what that is telling us is that Obviously, there's two choices here. We can either restructure ourselves into a much more bullish posture where all of our FIB levels are extended above market structure, or it is very close to topping out where we've seen this uh, topping out previously back in May and June um, at about that 9, almost 9.5%. I mean, you're definitely right saying like we've re-triple confirmed. This is the first... Uh, last week's close was the first weekly close above the previous high, so we do have higher high uh, weekly candle closings. This will be week number two. If we get it on Sunday above eight percent, what this could be selling you is yes, there there is more potential for continuation in the future because again, as more people get fearful of BTC and other cryptocurrencies, taking another dive down, right there. This chart will continue to spike. The fact that it's only at 8 point something percent of the total of the dominance percent is actually surprising to me. I would have thought that it was actually much, much higher already, if anything. As far as that monthly goes, though, I wouldn't I wouldn't I don't know. I wouldn't put too much weight behind it just because we don't have enough data, in my opinion, to really give any validation for that but the weekly i mean you know clearly re triple confirmed itself back up at the zero line or hasn't triple confirmed yet but is very very close to doing so and clearly invalidating bouncing off the market structure yeah. right if we redo if we do re triple confirm back up i would say that the likelihood of of the fibs restructuring into a much more bullish posture is very possible and that's when we could start reaching up in to potentially 10% 12 percent
1: the bi-weekly actually shows that um if you look at the two-week chart it Uh actually shows further extension yeah
0: absolutely right so we can see here that this has obviously been like this for a while the market structure is back down here at two percent right and we we ran into the 618 three times finally got through came all the way to the 336 came back to the 0.5 yeah, I mean setting in as far as this goes, I would say that setting uh twelve and a half percent as a target um would be the most likely thing that I would go for in that regard.
1: Man, you know you know the fact that I was trying to not be super bearish, but then I came here with one of my most like I think interesting bearish things. I had to go there, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly though I'm looking at that and I see even just a few more percent right and if that happens okay but where would bitcoin be and my whole thought process is this is culminating with the same thesis we've had for a long time that bitcoin you know I it's all guesses but it would make a lot of sense Bitcoin hitting around maybe 12, 11K as a possible low if we reach that 12, 13% topping area there. Um, I think that would make a lot of sense, maybe math-wise, you know? Um, Because if if you were to take like right now, eight, 9% and you go up to 12, that's like a 33% increase. But if you're to go from $12,000 to $16,000, that's a 33% increase. So decrease. the math kind of works out as well, right? So it, it yeah. kind of makes a lot of sense. If we were to approach that, I would look at that and kind of keep this in your back pocket, like to anyone listening here that, you know, if you see USDT dominance around 12, 13%. If we get there, of course, that that could never happen. We're at eight and a half right now, pretty much. But you never know with how things are going. That that could be a major uh, support zone for Bitcoin as well.
0: Yeah, it makes sense for sure. Appreciate your insight, as always.
1: Yeah, no problem. I'm glad uh, I am glad I could add something to this. I know price action hasn't done a whole lot the last few days here. It's kind of mind-numbing, isn't it? And everyone's kind of an- anticipating what's going on here. But uh, I'm sure soon enough we'll get a breakdown or a breakup. You know, either way, something will happen.
0: I mean, I just find it fascinating because, obviously, we had a bunch more bad news come out this week with Gemini and Genesis, both having issues and then BlockFi and then... You know, it goes on and on, but um, the price really hasn't reacted um, anything past what happened in the initial stage. So I don't know, are we just uh, holding off the inevitable for more continuation lower, or did we dump off more than we needed to in the first place? Because obviously this was a massive, massive chunk to get dropped out of the market. We saw almost a $100 billion dollars. Out of just the total three alone, um, which think. doesn't include Bitcoin and ETH, yeah, you know, billions and billions of dollars got pulled out of the market space. But are they completely gone, or are they just sidelined? You know, obviously, as people so uncertainty grows, it makes sense that the uh, USDT dominance and the USDC dominance and and just just the te- you know the the stablecoin dominance in general would in, would continue to increase. Because hey, as people get more and more uncertain, that's when they tend to go into those into those coins. I just want to read what uh, Jonas is saying quick. He's saying, my two cents, we chill longer, stay in the same range for a while, get a breakdown to lower tens, do a big pump to around 40K, and then go back to the 20s. Chill for a few months, and then the next bull market starts. It's very possible, right? We always, always tend to start these bull runs off with a massive spike, massive capitulation, and just like the most random and spontaneous moves come first. Right? So I mean, it's very possible that we do have some extravagant dump down. We touch into the 10,000s, 12,000s, any any anything really in that range. It could be as low as 8k in my opinion as far as uh wicks go, but definitely like that would more than likely build this up for a moonshot and 40k as we know is a very critical key level for us going forward into the future both 30 and 40 honestly i'm not sure which one takes more precedence at the moment but we'll you know we'll have to revisit those regions again to see for sure 40k being the more major level resistance uh trend resistance Going forward, where 30K is more of a key level resistance, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. 10, 10 does make sense for a shock dump, doesn't it, soup? Right. Hmm. Interesting, interesting points, guys. And again, you know, we're not giving financial advice here, my friends. These are just our ideas, our hypothesis, hypothesis, hypothesis. And, uh, you know, take everything with your own knowledge into account. We're not telling you it's going to happen tomorrow. We're not telling you that it's going to happen for sure. These are just, you know, these are critical key levels that we've seen many times touched in the past. Right, 10K, 9 to 10K has always been um, kind of a meme number for Bitcoin. Whether it was in the past when we were coming up to it, whether it was in in the past where we were, you know, bouncing from it again. Once we were above ten, we came back to ten, and it goes on and on um hey, on maybe we just note. go back
1: to six k for like uh the next uh you know six months and just do the same thing as 2018 again I' huh? just get nice and bored.
0: Oh uh, please no <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't want I've it either li- for the memes, i've lived, I had to
0: say lived, it. I've lived through that twice already in my life <laughs> i'd rather I'd rather not
1: yeah, I don't want us to go there either oh no,
0: but um, on a different note, I'd like to uh, grab Pio and pull him into the conversation. Um, I know he's been taking a deep dive and a look at uh, prices of oil in the last couple of days, uh, net gas, and a couple other things just going on maybe with the u k uh, economy. So, Pio, maybe if you want to jump in here and talk for a couple of minutes about what you've been seeing and what you think potentially could be happening just with uh,
2: everything going on yeah thanks for it and i think i things just seem super correlated right now you know um i.e markets have to pick a, a, a direction and everything's very much in the middle um, as i see it um and looking at energy which has been a key driver of inflation um both sides of the atlantic so, you know it's quite interesting looking at north american natural gas where oh, it looks for me that it could be heading towards a bearish converging wave down. Um, European natural gas, do you know it's hit the bottom of a range? Um, it's got a couple of divergences, but do you know it, it's it's massively down on where the market priced it? Um, and as we were discussing before the session started, um, something that is a common denominator across the globe, uh, which would be um, crude oil. Um, that's that's in a super interesting position on the on the medium to high term, um high long, long high time frames, um where it's testing a level here in a squeeze range between, you know, 70 and 80 bucks, um, which is which is something that nobody really was, was going to banking on. Um when there was such hysteria about about, you know, oil is going at two hundred bucks. Um so keeping an eye on all that along with the, you know, the direction things seem to start taking since the last Fed meeting and what's happening in other markets, um, you know for now, looking at this wave of inflation, you know the, the underlying data that's been driving that is, is, is looking more beneficial. Now you know that just doesn't happen for great reasons. A lot of it is demand destruction, a lot of it is fortuitous because China and their lockdowns. Um, depressing demand, but you know it's 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 a long way from where I felt the market was pricing things in, and the amount of of doom, um, you know, end of the world kind of stuff that was was going on. Um, and looking, you know, obviously along from what's happening with the Fed, and we had a great discussion with Trent uh, on Monday about you know are they going to go where the market's pricing in, which is a point five percent raise in the next meeting. Um but yeah the the Bank of England you know have really started taking their medicine um since the kind of debacle with Liz Truss and Quasi quarting and and that bond and uh, or guilt rudder as as the Brits call them crisis. Um so the BOE are jacking up some interest rates. Um and the ECB have a very interesting uh decision to make next month where you know, the euro is back above parity. Um, you know, that wasn't news. It was a lot of news and a slip below, but it's a slip back above parity with the US dollar now. Uh Euro USD will be what you want to look at, at that in a chart. Um and it's it'd be interesting to see what the ECB decide to do depending on what the Fed do. So, you know, if they decide to do 0.75 and the Fed do point five, then that e, your US, USD chart. You know it's going to reflect that. and vice versa, perhaps if you decide to match point five percent interest rate rise, you know across the board, you could be looking at markets starting to think that they've turned the corner on on this bout of inflation and that rising interest rates are starting to work and you can start pricing in when when those raises will stop. and you know, I, I can't sound the phrase pivot for me. Yeah. believing in a pivot could be completely blindside oneself. If rates just stay high for a year, you know they just okay. We get to this p- point where we're not going to start decreasing them immediately. So bit thick in there, but you know, just very much confluent to what you you and Jay were talking about in terms of probabilities, uh, and especially with Jones's comments. You know, um, I'm I'm not a proficient enough technical analyst to predict anything short term, but I wouldn't be surprised if we still see that lower high before things things really get ugly. Hmm. I think so, what um, could... So oh, go no, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Um, it, it's a bit of a broader topic and it's, it, it's what's kind of underlying what I feel is going to happen is that, you know, I think we'll still see lower highs across markets before we see the, the, the proper lows being in. Um, and I really feel that property is going to unwind that, you know. Um, nearly every major market now residential property it's starting to turn around and unwind, and by unwind, it means construction companies are going, you know, going through the wall. Um, but eventually, the markdown in value is going to have to be reflected by whoever lent that debt at such low rates. That can't be sustained. So, you know, there's a bubble to be burst in residential for sure, uh, and it's like it makes crypto look so insignificant. You know, you're talking multiple trillions dollar market cap. You know, just in New Zealand, Australia, UK, Ireland, Canada, USA. You know, it's it's just unfathomably large. But particularly in the um, in the commercial side, so there's like a fundamental change happening with commercial property, i.e., offices. Um, and man, like people have just funded massive campuses for the likes of Facebook and TikTok and Twitter and all this at the very very top of the value market, or the from a value perspective, at the lowest possible you <laughs> know, interest rate to incur and, and, and lend and borrow that debt. And all of a sudden, nobody wants those offices. And there's absolutely no volume of demand that will occupy them in the, in the next five years. And that is, that's going to be a massive bang. And I think the repercussions could certainly be big enough because of the size of those market caps. Have another kind of black swan type event when eventually those um, those are revalued. Yeah, because
0: I mean, you know, because every time in history so far, there's always been a group of companies, individuals that come in and swoop up, you know, as much of that property and 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 uh, ownership as possible. But when are they going to feel comfortable, right, at at what they feel is the bottom of the market? We really haven't seen those markets turn over yet, right? The housing market has not mm-hmm. gone through a collapse since
2: 2008. And Barely. You, right. Yeah, like they're decreasing the pace of increase, you know, so you're underlying what you just said there you know if you look at every other market it's already starting to take its medicine or taking its medicine perhaps you know you're looking at bitcoin you're looking at a lot of tech stocks you're kind of going you know is this a local bottom but property <laughs> that's what i'm saying like the thing that grew the biggest the fastest and the most unsustainably yeah on well, that that's what a
0: lot of the economies are based off of too, is that like they pumped so much money into the housing market. You know, it's, it's uh yeah, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster for sure. Um, but is it one that the, the governments are willing to just lay down and let die?
2: You know, we'll, um, uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I think locally, you know, you'll have that distortion effect so in ireland they're certainly trying to pop up the market um and they they might be able to do so because our, our tax revenues are just quite good right now mm-hmm. um, and that's just due to a, a, a tax bonanza on tech companies like you know it's not gonna it's a sugar hike but if you look at australia <laughs> banks have stepped in to buy apartment blocks already you know and it's not massive news because they haven't gone through they didn't go through the housing, housing crash back in the DFC. So they don't, you know, their their antennas aren't twitching, you know, this kind of stuff. Um so it will be a local decision in some economies, you know, that the governments might be able to prop it up or save them because this is the kind of me- the meat and bones that pension funds tend to invest in. Um but I think my thesis until I start kind of prove myself wrong, get proved wrong is that of all of the Ponzi's, <laughs> you know, that they got hyperinflated. I don't think there's enough liquidity to, to push, to keep prices at their current level and not like fall back at least 40%. And that's going to be a lot of destruction of value and it will drag a lot of our stuff down. So, um, you know, it could take, you know, could take another two, three years to play out, but I think that's what's, um, I'd be aware of that in the kind of medium long term thinking of, how to get not get blindsided, but also uh, massive opportunity to be taken.
0: And this is one of the things that I don't understand. Because we, what have they done in the last two years? They've done nothing but print more money. You think that that would have only added, you know, "quote unquote" liquidity into these spaces? Like, where has all that money gone? You know that that they've printed up. Why?
2: Why are I'm we averaged. having this liquidity crisis? Yeah. In, uh, in my view, it got leveraged, you know, it was who drew down that quantitative easing was, you know, institutions and VCs and just, you know, using that to, to, to then leverage against us. Um, you know, it's using historical low interest rates. So if you're looking at like, you know, who was on the other side of the table out of all the money that was lost at lots of the crypto market cap, you know, so much of that was just leveraged. you know, the, didn't really exist in the first place. Mm. Fair enough um but there is like you know a more like I feel I want to say a more genuine but like a, a less uh cynical answer to your question actually is what a lot of economists are calling the current period a k-shaped recovery um which meant means that look a lot of people were able to save you know and their earnings weren't af- unef- weren't affected um you know things actually got better for them in the growth of uh, property equity through uh, the 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 lockdowns um they're doing quite well through this like you know the the inflation is just it's not affecting like you know you know the coffee they buy in the morning whereas you know in the k-shaped kind of um theory that economists are putting forward you know the other side is is people who aren't earning that much are getting getting fried so there is a lot of savings locked up certainly in european economies you know a lot of people who save that money through covid um, you know some stats that I see. You know, say I haven't dipped into those yet.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, I think we've given everyone a lot to think about, a lot of information. Yeah, something big I wanted to bring up for everybody. Uh, we were supposed to have a very important AMA yesterday regarding the triple confirmation bot with the CryptoNairs group. That meeting has been since pushed to Sunday. So, if you guys are around Sunday love it if you join us for that come and support us uh in that AMA talking with their main guys and hopefully quite a few of their members we would really appreciate it yeah there is a link that Jonas has just posted to check out there for you you can join the server for free the local time of which that it's happening is is should be listed for you in your appropriate time so for myself being in the PST time zone it's happening at noon that means it's at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Mountain. If you guys are over in Europe, um, I believe that's 8 p.m. Uh, UK time. So, yeah, but, you know, if you can, come out and support us. We'd appreciate it. It's going to be a good one, for sure. Hmm. Dragon says, a lot of people have squirreled away the money they got during the pandemic and the incentives in the U.S. Squirreled away, you say? Interesting way to put it. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean. You know, people, obviously, we've been talking about not so great stuff since the whole pandemic thing's been happening. Um, It makes sense that people have been saving and hoarding money, whether that's in their mattresses or in their bank accounts or et cetera, et cetera. But it's worrisome, you know, because it does not help the economies when people are in that mindset at all. But we'll just have to keep moving forward, hopefully continue to see earnings reports not coming out bad as they have been for most of these major US companies. And as long as the, the job reports continue coming out not so bad as well, you know, I think we can really work ourselves out of this whole debacle, at least in the shorter to medium term, long term. You know, we, we know that we're screwed, and uh, is the system going to change before they allow the button to get pressed? <laughs> right. Or not. and It's just something we'll have to wait and see for. But it hasn't happened yet. You know, the economy stuff is still going strong and so on and so forth. The S&P still sitting at around thirty nine sixty, even as we're speaking right now. Um, we did end up, I'll speak on this quickly just because we were talking about this in the last meeting. We were expecting to come back. We did. We came back actually quite a bit harder than I had anticipated, I was expecting back towards the 382. At around 3940, we came all the way back to 3906. Um, we have bounced so far. If we were to see a lower high somewhere in this region, um, potentially taking a secondary step back closer towards the 382, which is around 3860. Uh, for now, in the shorter, shorter term, we do have higher highs still. Uh, we still have higher lows, and we still could be potentially looking at breaking through and continuing a bit higher to test um, some of our more medium term resistance levels sitting closer to 4100, 4200, so on and so forth. US 10 and Dixie as well, finding bounces over the last day and a half, starting to look a bit topped out, though, in this region, very much the same pattern uh, that we have going on in the crypto space. So obviously, if the Dixie breaks up, Bitcoin probably going to break down. If Bitcoin or if the Dixie breaks down from here and breaks market structure and basically bear flags itself down, uh, Bitcoin has a much better chance of taking that next step up. It can only, you know, we can only have so many bullish things going on. The S&P continues to run up, the Dixie and the US-10 continuing to head down. Bitcoin will find some footing and eventually move. Right now, I just feel like people are scared. People are uncertain. They don't know what's going to happen with the future of everything. But this is looking quite promising for us. So, yes, with all that being said, my friends, we appreciate the heck of you guys taking the time to listen. As always, make sure you're around for Monday. I think that we're going to have quite a bit to talk about going into next week. It'll be interesting to see how things open. Uh, The S&P at the moment shows no signs of actually turning over yet. No lower high yet. Um, That would be, I think, a Monday close sort of situation. So expect continuation into next week, at least in the early parts of the week. All right, my friends, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We will talk to you on Monday. Take care. Be safe. Bye-bye.